Keep your, in your prayers, Father Reggie. He's, uh, I'm a little envious, he's gone on vacation. So he's go, he'll be away for the next month. He hasn't been to home in a long time, so many of you know Father Reggie's from India, and so he's flying out soon, and he'll be in India to, to be with his religious community, and also he's going to baptize his little niece. So it's a beautiful, beautiful event that he gets to go home. Because, you know, especially, as we all know, we all love home. And it hurts our hearts when, we know, when we're away from home for too long. And so Father Reggie will be away. And it was already planned long, long ago before he was even assigned here. And so, uh, so bear your, your, your patience. It'll be a one-man show for the next month or so. And we'll have different priests helping out here and there when they can. But uh, so please pray for Father Reggie as he goes home. And a much-deserved rest for, being, for working so hard. You know, before coming here to St. Mary's, I was in a beautiful part of our diocese. So many of you know about the Diocese of Sacramento. We practically cover all of Northern California. We're a huge diocese, and it's, it's a very diverse. We have, of course, cities like Vacaville and urban centers like Sacramento, but also a whole bunch of little towns up in the mountains where actually many Californians don't even know exist. I was in one of such these little towns. Our little town of Portola, a town of about 2,100 people. The Catholic Church, Holy Family, our steeple is actually the highest building in the entire town. And so it was beautiful. We have it all lit up, of course, because we put that all lights on so everybody knows when they drive into town, they see the Catholic Church. So we're a beacon of light, literally, in that part of town. But part of the price of that beauty, of course, is the relentless threat of wildfire. We have the same thing who, strangely, in Vacaville, but especially last year, we had three fires that threatened our little town. In fact, when you grab a bulletin today, make sure you grab one. The photo on, on the cover of it was one of these such fires. The Dixie Fire, of course, was the worst of them all. Do you remember the Dixie Fire? It was in all of the news. The Dixie Fire turned out to be the largest fire in California history. It burned for over a month. It was like a monster. It would burn, it it would threaten our town, and then the winds would shift, and then it would go away for about a week. Then the winds would shift again, and then it would come back around. It burned over a million acres. It was devastating. Beautifully together with the American Red Cross, the Catholic Church there, Holy Family, we became the evacuation center for the entire region, for Plumas County and Sierra County, because we have the biggest hall in both counties. And so American Red Cross approached me and asked if we can turn our hall into an evacuation site. I said, absolutely. That's our duty, especially as Catholics, to serve. And so if you can imagine our hall, we have a massive hall. It's about twice the size of our own hall here. It's amazing. We have a tiny little town, but the old pastor built this massive, massive hall for situations such as this. And so when the fire was threatening us, all of the people fled to our parish. One of the towns that was destroyed in last year's fire was a town called Greenville. To kind of give you a sense of how fierce that fire was, downtown Greenville, it's only about a mile long, when the fire hit, the winds were so strong It wiped out the entire town in five minutes. That's how fast the fire was. 
And the people that fled from that town, they had nowhere to go. They came to us. It was absolutely beautiful. Many of the, many of the American Red Cross volunteers and many of the victims, they told us, Father, the Catholic Church is an oasis of peace in the midst of these flames. Oh, our Catholic brothers and sisters, they responded to this threat. Our little tiny parish community, even though we're tiny, we're mighty. We raised over $40,000 to help the victims. The victims who especially had lost their homes, it was beautiful. We were literally able to write them huge checks. Like, here, you know, this can never alleviate the pain and your suffering, but here's a little something for my Catholic brothers and sisters. We learned a very powerful lesson last year. Is that fire can be controlled. It reminded me, especially of the first reading today, did you notice Paul speaking about, here in the readings, about the power of the Spirit, the Spirit which manifests its many gifts, distributing them to each just as he wills, meaning we can't control the Spirit. It reminded me of another line from our Lord in the same gospel. It's one of my favorite scripture verses. When our Lord said, I have come to set the earth on fire. Do you remember when he said that? I have come to cast the earth on fire, and oh, how I wish it were already blazing. Our Lord himself describes his spirit as fire. And oh, when, we're at, when we see fire, when it's wild, we begin to get a sense of what our Lord is speaking about. The image that our Lord uses, fire. And also the next line when he says, this, oh, I wish I was already blazing. And he speaks about baptism, the next following verses. Fire, water. For the first century Jew, immediately they would have known what our Lord was speaking about. Because for the first century Jew, Fire and water has a cleansing quality. Go back all the way. Noah. When humanity had sinned and God had threatened to kill all of humanity, what did God use to cleanse the earth? Of course, water. And then now, how will the world end? Through a purifying fire. Those two images for the first century Jew. The Spirit will come, cleanse through water, and all of this that we see will end through fire. And so when our Lord speaks about the power of His Spirit, it is come to cast fire upon the earth. It is a cleansing fire. Now the question becomes, where can I find this fire? Our parish here, we started years ago by Father Berg in the midst of COVID, one of the many bright lights in the midst of that crazy mess. When we parish is shut down and we were forced to find ways to pray. One of the things that Father Berg started here was that when we started doing adoration, 
So every day, every weekday here, we have adoration from 3 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. That's the fire. I want to invite everybody. The church is always open during the week, especially during that time. Come to Eucharistic Adoration from 3 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Come and spend time with the Lord. Because like the Spirit here, as St. Paul beautifully says here, when we encounter Jesus, especially the Holy Eucharist, the Spirit will cleanse everything in us that's not of God. It will destroy sin in our lives. It will destroy those temptations. It will destroy those vices, which we all, we all have. But the closer we get to the flame, like these wildfires, it will come into our lives and will purify us. Oh, I'm telling you, once we start to encounter Jesus in the Eucharist and we spend quiet time in the power of Eucharistic adoration, all these flames will begin to take over. The saints know this secret, by the way. All the mighty saints, especially the modern saints, they spend long hours in front of the flame. In front of the flame of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, this here will be like that wildfire which courses through our very bodies and it will be uncontrollable if we allow Jesus in. The more time we spend in prayer, the hotter this fire becomes.